Welcome to the Higher Energy Superpower. This is episode 9 of the Turbo Duo Cast. I am your host, Salvatore Mata, and to my left is always my hetero life mate, Trenton E. Wright the Third. Yow, wow, wow. Trenton Wright. Another one for Trenton Wright. Coming in hard. Always. Yeah. Always. Sometimes I got to tell you to put two pairs of pants on. Yeah. Metaphorically hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. It seems it feels like it's been a while since we recorded. It's been a tight minute. You know, I'm excited to be back in the studio with you. Thank you guys for joining us today. Um, another, I mean, I, how can I ever sit here and say we don't have a good topic for you guys? It's always a, you know, it's a, it's an a, arousing rendition. Oh, absolutely. I don't know what that means, but um, it sounds some, like something that's exciting, so I'm ready to go. Um, no, I, um, I'm excited for today's uh, topic. We're going to be talking about two retro games, one from the 8-bit era and another one from the 64-bit era. If you've seen the title of this, we're talking about Excitebike, the original Excitebike game, motorcycle game from, from back in the uh, 1980s, and um, Excitebike 64, which came out on the aforementioned sort of mm. nintendo 64 eight times eight is 64 yep and Boom. Uh, six times six is 36 and that's the 36 chambers like mm. the wu-tang clan the rizza the jizza yes so um uh yeah excite bike um just an exciting topic i i don't play a lot of racing games like i'm not like that's not my my favorite genre in the it's world mario kart or nothing man but you know, t- sort of like when we talked last week about good good sports games, racing games are the kind of thing where when you ha- when you find a a really good sport uh, racing or sports game or a racing game, excuse me, um, you just you know you can fall in love with a really really good fun playing racing game. None of that simulation stuff. I'm talking no. about I'm talking about arcadey stuff. No Gran Turismo here. No, we're not doing get, that. Get out. That's right. <laughs> They still make you? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're only going. They're only going more full force. You got it's a uh, yeah, it's Gran Turismo and like Forza. For, for, but I think isn't Forza Horizon like more popular than all of them combined at this point? I honestly don't know. Not that I would know, but I, I just feel like Horizon is the one that everybody talks about whenever you're you know whenever you're talking about modern racing games. It I feel seems like, like Horizon is the big one. They had like that Hot Wheels track one. Where the Hot Wheels tracks came out and they were they were doing that. They had the Fast and the Furious a few years ago. They did that. That expansion. was Forza. I think it was Forza Horizon. Oh, yeah. I only remember like I never played them, but all like the Need for Speed, like Need for Speed Carbon, and whatever all those other ones were. Or Burnout. That was another like, one too. Burnout was a jam. Yeah. That was like an arcade racing game though. Yeah, I hate to say we're not talking about that because that's a PS2 game, but. <laughs> Alas, um, some show notes from last, actually not last time, I got a show note from a couple of times ago. And just so that you guys know, we, we try to uh, get these things edited and put out, but a lot of times, just because of our schedules, we have to um, you know, kind of edit things that are in the works, but then when we record, we're still talking about things that were maybe two episodes ago, so just bear with us. If you're listening to the podcast, you'll... You'll uh, you'll understand. You'll get the callbacks. Um, so two episodes ago, we were talking about Toy Story, the amazing, wonderful Toy Story game, pull off lots of tricks on the Genesis. Indeed. Um, and great, still great on the uh, Super Nintendo. So <clears throat> we were talking about our good friend Patrick Musin, who <laughs> who had gotten the Genesis two, and that was the first time I had seen a Genesis two. Well, 
I made a mistake, and I recognized this right after we recorded. But Beach better recognize. Exactly. Uh, Pat, actually, I said, I said, you know, Brutal Pause of Fury, that game was horrible. Oh, Why not just buy Streets of Street Fighter 2 Turbo? Well, he owns Street Fighter 2 Turbo. <laughs> you had to call him and let him <laughs> ask him? No, I remember he did because, and he reminded me of this, he would he would play as Cammy, and whenever he would win, uh, this sounded really foreign to me, but he would go up to the TV screen, and when she would show off and show her ass, oh, God. he would rub the screen with his fingers, which doesn't make any sense <laughs> to me, but he apparently, you know, had fun with it. Let's just put it oh, that way. Oh, man. Sometimes you get like that static. Yeah, you, you get like, the static on, on, on the CRT. <laughs> it's like, ooh, that's hot. Yeah. <laughs> ooh, she got me through the screen. Oh, man. Yeah, so it, I, that and then the reason why they got the Genesis was because he they wanted to get it on his dad's PC that we were talking about the PC games. And PC? Street Fighter on a PC? Street Fighter 2. It should I, be illegal. I, I can't even imagine. What would you use? A Gravis pad? <laughs> it's got two buttons on it. Um. But here's the deal. So they, so Street Fighter Two on on the IBM PC compatibles was 32 megabits of like memory, right? And the hard disk that they had was only 30. Hard. So there was no way for them to even put the game on the computer. So his dad was like, "Well, you guys want to play this game? Was there, is there another way?" And really, there was a better way, and that was a, <laughs> that was a console. Of course, there's another way. And so, would you believe it? That's that's the reason why. They got a, um, a Sega Genesis. I, I couldn't, you know, I, that's, that was kind of like a fun fact, you know. Um, that's one way to do it. They kind of backdoor their way into it, into a <laughs> Sega Genesis. So, um, but anyways, that's kind of a fun fact. And then um, last episode, we were talking about the um, baseball games. And one of the things we were talking about was uh, Angel Studios and what they worked on. And they worked on Red Dead Redemption. And I talked about a, physics engine that um had ragdoll effects and that's called havoc and that's been in place for almost a decade and a half now that's what it's called the ha- havoc is the engine which is owned oh. i think it's owned by microsoft now i feel like i've seen that like the logo for that havoc, havoc engine yep. yeah. yeah you've seen it on on a ton of things we were playing ah, we were playing um geez i think it was a Mon- monster house on um gamecube with my little guy and i think i saw the havoc logo on that so you know, it's it's kind of everywhere. It's pervasive because it's a system. It's like Speed Tree. Like you know, every game uses it because it's easier right. to, to create. You're right. You're right. Um, anything new since uh, last podcast? Any pickups, Trent? Any, Oof, uh, any no pickups? Anything exciting going on? I went to Philly last weekend oh, yeah. for uh, this is Hardcore Fest, mm-hmm. and my objective was to go to a few game stores. You did tell me that. I, tried... I, never, I never asked you about it. <laughs> Thanks. I tried to find a few, found one, I showed up there on Saturday, it said it opened at 11, I got there at 11.30, nothing, I don't even know if it was there anymore. Bunch of hipsters running this stuff. No, this was kind of like, in like the more, uh, the seedy? Yeah, more seedy area. Mm. It was just called like Rick's DVDs and games or something like that. Oh, nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they had they had video on their Facebook and they did like a, a King of Fighters tournament and everything. So I was like, oh, this might well, be how like, recently though? Like like six months ago probably. Oh, it looked you? like it was legit. And what about when you got to at, the store? What did it look you know, like? It, it looks like it was just kind of like a downtown area, like random stores and were there windows? Restaurants. Did you see inside? It was one of those. No, like if you go to you know when they they pull like the gate down at the end of the night when they close Ooh. the store and put a lock on it. 
Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Like and then like I tried going on East Tremont Avenue in the Bronx. There was a lady like right next to her. I was like, oh, is this place here? And she just gave me like the shrug shoulder. She's like, <laughs> I was like, all right, well, I guess not. <laughs> she just went, eagles, eagles, eagles. I don't even think she understood what I asked her. So I was just like. That's disappointing. All right, well, I'm out. <laughs> That's disappointing. That would have yeah. been nice if you would have been able to. There was like two more, but I was like, I, I don't have enough time. Yeah. Never have enough time. Never have enough time. That that's that's our lives now with all the things that we're doing with our adult lives. Um so no uh no, no pickups. That's all right. Um I got 3D baseball. Man. That was one of them that we were talking about that I'm missing. <laughs> he did it. <laughs> and it's just you know, we talk about like these baseball games that are great and it's like you don't have to do a lot. <laughs> You know, you don't you don't have to do a lot to make a good baseball game. You just have to have a good batter pitcher mechanic and guys that can run around the field easily. I mean, it's just it's as simple as that. And 3D baseball, man, chugs like hell. And oh, with a name like 3D baseball. The, the characters look like ca- cardboard cutouts. The only thing that's 3D about it is the batter. None of the other characters are 3D. They're all cardboard cutouts. So what should we call it? Well, it's baseball. <laughs> it's 3D. <laughs> 3D baseball. You know, another one of these like kind of rare baseball games, you know. Uh All-Star Baseball 97 starring Frank Thomas. I was talking to you the other day about the big this. Hit. Goes for like 120 140 now. Like what the hell is going on? What the f? I mean, effectively that game sucks. Well, no, yeah. You know. So, anyways, 3D ba- the only saving grace for 3D baseball that I did like is that it's got a very 8-bit 16-bit mechanic for hitting. All it is is the ball comes through the strike zone, and you just have to swing and, and, and time it. You either swing or you bunt. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to time it, and then if you time it right, it'll go into the field. But but then it gets into the field, and it's just like everything is chugging. Just like five frames a second. just trying Like, to- a, like a hardcore breakdown. It's like... <laughs> They're ready e- for like, it. Like eagle ape hybrids. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, but I've been playing. I've been playing a lot more World Series Baseball '98, and it's like it's to the point where my wife hates it. Like every time she's like, "You playing your stupid game?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, I'm taking a half an hour to play a game after a long day of work." Yeah, okay? we're in the middle of the season. Yeah. Chill out. Yeah. So I I I I, I pulled, pulled together a full season. I'm the Yanks. <laughs> Uh, seventeen and zero. I probably should have upped the difficulty, but I've had some. I've had some some heavy heated games. Um, but I don't know if you guys have ever gone through this, and you probably have if you've been playing games for any length of time. But it's like you. I find myself like thinking about the game when I'm not playing it. You know, like <laughs> like I just want to get back home to I play mean, the to play the game. When and I was like fifteen, I, yeah. I feel like I, I feel like I'm like seven <laughs> years old in Mrs. in Mrs. Shepherd's first grade class and I just want to get home and play Sonic the Hedgehog. You know? Like I remember feeling like, okay, if I get my math math work done faster, maybe the day will go faster and I'll get back home to be able to play Sonic the Hedgehog. That's how I feel about World Series baseball. It's like any chance I get, I want to play that game because it's just a blast to play and it's fun and that's what video games are all about. That was like every day in middle school. Like when Gold and I came out, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, you just want to get back home. Yeah. Um. Anyways, it's kind of like I don't get 
those feelings a lot. Like I don't I don't have that opportunity to feel like, man, I really want to get home to play this game. So it's it's kind of cool when you're feeling like you're enjoying a game and playing it, and it's like it's just the thing that you do. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you, just you're get, right. you get you're into right. the, you get into that groove. Anyways, um, so that's. That's it. I got some other pickups, but I'm not going to talk about them because we'll be here for about four There's, hours. We could do a whole episode on just your pickups. Yeah, I've lost my <laughs> mind officially uh, going after the, the Saturn Mini a Saturn game. Why don't we get into our modern retro moment, which uh, uh, moving forward we like to call our it's um, – what do we call it, Trent? Our it's, um, it's still real to me, damn it, moment. It's still real to me, damn it. Um – never gets old so i was checking out on youtube um there's these guys uh, called my life in gaming you've probably heard of them um they do a lot of retro technology setups and they also do game reviews and, and, and modern games that are coming out and kind of technical stuff about them but there's a game that came out on july 11th called blazing chrome oh did you hear about this blazing chrome no I haven't. it's 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 essentially contra hardcore oh really yeah Wow. Yeah, the Contra Hardcore is, I didn't, is, I didn't is, see it. Is, is, is like back. <laughs> it's back, baby. Yeah, um, it's it, they basically said like, like Alien Wars, uh, Contra Three, Alien Wars, and Contra Hardcore, and Crystal Pepsi. It's like and Crystal Pepsi. It's yeah. like a mashup of the three. They actually, you can get a Crystal Pepsi gun mm. in the game, and st- no, you can't get a Crystal Pepsi gun. But um, yeah, so it's it, you you got to check this game out. It's it looks, like an indie. Indie company? It is. It is. It looks just like Contra Hardcore, like the mechanics. Hard Corpse, as you like to call it. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's only what it says on the box. Yeah, and of course I haven't played it, which sucks. I I, I want to play these games, but then I want they. How would I be able to play World Series Baseball '98? <laughs> be taking time away from that. Yeah, and that's I can't do that to myself. So I did notice that with World Series Baseball '98, that there's like specific. We're going back to World Series <laughs> Baseball. <laughs> So All I was right. playing Crash Bandicoot, <laughs> and you know I was thinking of World Series Baseball at the same time. I was just gonna say that the the character models there's like eight character models, and they just pick one. You, oh, you know, I know they that just, they just pick one for the guy, and they and they it's not like each character is modeled after itself. It's, we did we did talk about that. Yeah, but I, <laughs> as I've been playing it more, there's like there's like two black guys, two white guys, two Spanish guys. I don't miss any. And then just whatever else they just use. I haven't seen an Asian guy, but. Hideki Matsui? Ron, the officer, Karkovice. Cecil. (laughs) The big dog, Fielder. (laughs) Enough, enough. The TurboGrafx-16 Mini uh, got announced. Any thoughts about that? No? Okay, let's move on. (laughs) We're just boom, 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 boom. Let's get to the main event. I have nothing to say about the TurboGrafx-16 Mini, and I'm not trying to throw shade at the (laughs) TurboGrafx, but... No disses, no disses. I don't know, man. No subliminals. If if I felt like I was more of an authority on on the TurboGrafx, I probably would talk more about it, but it's just, it's the TurboGrafx, and there are some really good games on it. If you if you're really into the Turbo Graphics, buy it. If not, then you're not gonna be worse for the wear. Yeah, there's no uh, n- no one really has any nostalgia feeling over a Turbo Graphics as opposed to the the, the Genesis the Mini Genesis or the or the or the Super Nintendo or. But there, it's weird that they're coming. I think it's supposed to come out in March, which you think you would try to pump it out if if anything uh, before Christmas or the holidays. You know, I'm still thinking about the Polymega, but I'm just like five hundred dollars. Like that's. It's just a lot of dough to give up for, for. I mean, it's it's great, and I and I I kind of want it, 
got to check out some reviews of it first before we uh yeah before we uh it looks dive really, it in. looks really promising it does uh do you know what the scheduled date is for that that's supposed to come out i don't know i thought i don't know i probably would have seen i would have seen a review already if it was out yeah but i thought they started shipping them because they're just still they're taking orders on their site they've been taking orders for a while do you have to do you have to put in a pre-order do you know yeah you have to put in a pre-order to get one? No, they did a pre-order a while back. Now they're just taking orders. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. They're taking regular orders. But gotcha. I don't think it's been... It must still be pre-orders because obviously there would have been reviews like posted up all over YouTube. Unless there is, but yeah. I haven't seen any. I figured I would have seen like Metal Jesus or all them would have already had their review right. console and everyone would have been talking about it already. Yeah. Well... I think um, that's enough about modern retro. Let's get into our topics of the day, which is why we're here. That's pretty good. You know, that's pretty good. Excite Bike, the original Excite Bike, is a motorcycle game that came out on the Nintendo Entertainment System, and it actually launched with the Nintendo Entertainment System. The dirt bikes. So. The, and, and the problem with the uh, launch date, which I don't have an exact one, is and Frank Cifaldi, who is a gaming historian, oh Frank, and was trying to figure out with Super Mario Brothers when that exact date was, because by all accounts, Super Mario Brothers did launch with the NES um, after all the research, and there were eighteen game, uh, seventeen other games that launched with it. One of them being Excite Bike. Damn, seventeen games. Eighteen games total. Oh. Man. Almost like the Dreamcast launch. It's a tight grip. Yeah, yeah. There's some there's some really good ones in there. So these are the these are the black box series of games with the pixelated cover, which is the fan- zoomed in which picture, is, which is fantastic. Mm. You know that when you saw that box with with the like the like the action series with the guy kind of like moving forward and like the trail with the graphics with the with the pixels moving the zoomed forward, in. Yeah, is is for me. I have like this like it like hits me. When I, when I when I see that, right in the heart, man. Yeah, it's it's just a special a special thing. You talk about Excite Bike, Super Mario Brothers, Ice Climber. Don't even get me started on Kung Fu. Um, Hogan's Alley. That's right. Pro uh, Wrestling. Wrecking Crew was another one. We're not gonna, we're not going to announce all of them, but <laughs> um, Excite Bike was one of them. Now, just through um, you know taking a look at the evidence from the past of when this thing launched, all accounts are, are really pointing to. October nineteenth of nineteen eighty five, as the like the official starting launch date in New York City, and I think it was just New York City actually at that time that they launched at, at FAO Schwartz was the first sale Ooh. of the of the NES, and Excite Bike was one of those games. Uh, it was designed by Shigeru Miyamoto, who's the famed the god. Yeah, he's the he's the god of gaming, and um, a gentleman by the name of Toshihiko Nagako. Um, R&D Division 1. So R&D Division Division 1 was the division that designed the Game Boy in 1988, 1989. Right. Which is headed by Gunpei Yokoi, who also designed the Virtual Boy and then got basically fired by Nintendo for uh, for that, you know, for, for, for creating the, <laughs> the Virtual Boy, which was a gigantic We've enjoyed flop. your time, but... Um, we've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, what they do in Japan too, when when somebody makes something or, or or just you know doesn't do well or is shamed, they don't fire them. They just put them in an office away from everybody, and basically <laughs> let them stare at a wall until they 
pours themselves essentially out. take their own life and and leave. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah. So there's a very there's a big honor thing there that they have. Um. So Shigeru Miyamoto, Toshihiko Nagako, and then um, with those two guys, along with them, um, Taka- Takashi Tezuka, these are the three guys, they call them like the holy trinity of Nintendo development back in the day. All, these three guys were responsible for... The three horsemen! That's right. Like <laughs> Super Mario Brothers, Legend of Zelda, I mean, all the, all the great hits, you know, Bike. When you look back at Nintendo history, these three guys have more to do with Nintendo's success than almost anybody and that's why they call him like kind of like the dream team so to speak now excitebike was the f- very first game that Miyamoto and um nagako worked on together so it was the, it was their very first project together um and uh interesting fact toshihiko nagako was actually the main programmer for super mario brothers 3 oh so are you a super mario brothers 3 guy or a super mario world guy wow you really gotta you gotta pick one if you gotta pick, if you gotta, if you gotta take one, and 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 I want you to take your n- historical nostalgia and I in, want in, in, you play. because if we're just look, if we're just looking at the games themselves, Super Mario World is a much more fleshed out, better game, better graphics, better sound, more wor- more worlds, more man, that know. is tough. But a lot of people say Mario World is basically just Super Mario Brothers three two. Yeah, but you know? oh man. You don't have I to think decide. Mario three. I'm gonna go with Mario three. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we, I was having a conversation with my wife today about it, and I think we, we both said Mario three is the one that we like. You know, kind of like is more nostalgic for us, and that one basically blew up. The, you know, Super Mario Brothers. When you look at Super Mario Brothers two, it's like a it's kind of like a different game. Well, way. yeah. You know, completely different. Yeah, so it kind of brought it back to the roots, but also expanded it. In, in a different way where it just became something that much bigger. Yeah. Cause if you're going from like one to three from it's Mario huge. one to three. Yeah. Yeah. With all the extra, extra stuff they put into it. And yeah. Like the, yeah. I'm with Mario you. three. We don't have to talk about it anymore. Get the raccoon suit. Mm, oh yeah. <laughs> Hop uh, in that boot. <laughs> you don't even last long in the boot. You're, you're in the boot for like five seconds, but you see it all the time. Get in the boot. The boot, or is the boot the also the the one that turns into stone, or is that a different stone? One? Yeah, there's a suit you can get to turn Mario into stone, which I don't know what the reasoning is, but he can turn it into stone and he has like a staff, and he can't get like he's not recognized by anybody or he doesn't get touched. Huh. I don't know. You probably never even got it. I mean, it's like <laughs> I don't remember a yeah, stone. Yeah, it's, it's like on one level. The only like way that would make sense is, seven or is when you're in like the dungeons and you got the boos chasing you because they only chase after you, right? Like when you're not looking at them or facing them. The boo boos. Mm. So uh, it is a left to right scrolling motorcycle game. You would say from left to right, from left to right. Seven dust, baby. <laughs> now uh, the goal is to finish at least eight seconds ahead of the third place rider and in the bottom left screen it shows you what the third place rider's time is so as long as you get eight seconds ahead of that either you're gonna ride dirty like a rider <laughs> i'll wait that's it okay uh so there's there's 10 races and there's five levels so you can ride on each level twice uh, each level has a challenge race and then it has an excite bike race the challenge races are basically your excite bike rider on their own and the challenge and the excite bike races is where you're racing against 
like other, a time other other competitors. Yes. Time trial. It's almost like a time trial, and you have to in the time trial you have to get at least third or better to get to the excite bike race. So it kind of goes from challenge to excite bike, and then you go to the second level, and then you do the challenge, mm-hmm. and then the excite bike. So it kind of it goes back and forth. Um, you have to place third or better in the in the uh, challenge races. Yep. Um, there are tougher time limits on the actual excite bike races than the challenge races. It's a very simple yet sophisticated game. And, I, you know, if you guys haven't seen gameplay of Excite Bike, hopefully we'll throw some up so you can see what we're talking about. Um, but if you've seen it, you, you sort of know what we're talking about. It's, it's a very simple yet sophisticated game. Um, there's a pullback mechanic. Um, to Ride that wheelie. There's a wheelie mechanic to go over certain jumps so that you can get farther jumps. Yeah, um, you got to... Um... Yeah, if you pull back and then you kind of lean forward when you're going over those huge jumps. When you're landing. Yeah. Yep. Um, there's grass areas where you want to make sure you're either flying over or speeding through so that because they, they, they chug your, your motorcycle and you start to go slower. Um, redlining your engine is a very important thing too. So there's a turbo button and then there's a regular speed button. And really what you want to do is go back and forth between the turbo. When you start to redline, you want to go back and let your, your engine cool down. Because if you redline too much and use too much turbo, your your vehicle will overheat. It'll have to be pulled to the side and you'll have to wait a few seconds. So it will cool down before you get back on, on the dirt track. But the problem with that is, is that that'll affect your time greatly and possibly put you in a position to not finish above third place. So... Um, that whole mechanic, there's there's a lot of strategy involved in that. And you also have to deal with the obstacles of the track because there's different jumps that are different heights and there's barriers that you have to go over. You got the mud. You have to avoid the CPU races. The CPU racers seem to just get in your way as you're going through. <laughs> and there's and there's dirt patches that you try to avoid, but then you're, you might hit a, a, a rider at the same time. And one of the things that you want to do is you want to clip the CPU racer's front tire with your back tire. If you do that, you will make them crash. If it works the other way around and your front tire gets clipped, you're going to tumble and tumble and tumble. And then you'll have to, you'll be flown, thrown off your bike. You need to go back on your bike. So you have to tap the A button really, really fast and get back on it. So that's another thing that would slow you down. So. Um, you have to you have to do wheelies at the right time, like you were saying, to take these jumps. And when you do a wheelie at the right time, you get this almost like an extra jump, like a speed jump over over the terrain and farther into the track. So there's a lot of strategy. As simple as this game is, as being a launch title, it, there is a lot of strategy to try to finish in the top positions, which makes the game a lot of fun and provides a lot of replay value to see if you can get into the higher and higher positions. That top tier level. Another innovation with this game was programmable tracks. Hell yeah. So you could actually create your – I think this has got to be the first game I've ever heard of. With okay, create a – make create your own a, track. create a anything. Yeah. And you could actually go there, – there's a um, selection when you start the game called design mode. And when you go into design mode, you can uh, design a track. And there are there are different letters at the bottom of the screen which indicate – or uh, our placeholders for different jumps. Put little bumps, big big jumps. And you can basically, essentially, make your own track in the way that you want, and then you can race on that track against the other other racers and make it a real track. So, um, you know, I remember. Can you just can do, you save a few of them? How do you? I forgot how to save them. So is there a password thing? There is there it, is a save and load feature present in the game, um, but it doesn't work. 
<laughs> so it just doesn't save them. No. Oh. So until it, it saves it until you turn it off. Until you turn off the until you turn it off and you can only right. do one at a time. Because you'd have to have a battery in the in the in the cartridge, right? Nope. So this is a lost feature of the Famicom version. So in Japan, this game came out in, uh, for the Nintendo Famicom, which is the equivalent to the NES. And the NES itself had a cassette cartridge adapter oh, yeah. that could plug into the Famicom. And what you could do with Excitebike was put, plug in one of these cassettes and hit record as you're creating this track. And your track, whatever you make, would be stored on the cassette tape. I got gotcha. As crazy as that sounds, you yeah. use a cassette tape to store a track. But um, that device that they used was not brought over. But the game itself was not changed when it came over to the United States. Right. Okay. And fun fact, in addition to that, the original NES cartridges, a lot of, most of the launch day cartridges that were out of Excitebike have a Famicom adapter inside of them because the game that's actually in the cartridge is a Famicom game. Hmm. And so people will take these, these original cartridges, they'll take the Famicom adapter out and make their very own Famicom adapter for their NES so they can play any Famicom game. Ah, I see. So the original, I did not know that. The original cartridges had five regular screws in the cartridge and there were no tabs at the top. The NES cartridges have a tab at the top and then typically three of the game bit screws on the back. So if you find one that has five screws and regular... Um, star tip screws there's a good chance there might be a famicom adapter in there and if you find one you can basically you know put a plastic shell on that and then use it to play famicom games on your nes essentially if you're into that yeah if you're yeah if you're so inclined um but i thought that was kind of a neat fact that they they didn't have enough supply at the launch and they needed to actually use famicom pcb boards it just it's amazing to me that they were able Hmm. to to do that, but it just goes to show that they use a lot of English English language in in Japan. The more you know, as you always say. Um, there was a versus Excite Bike version in the arcades from 1984, which is almost identical to this. Um, it had a couple more stages. It had a little bit better parallax, and um, there's also a mechanic in the game where the Excite Bike name comes from. So Excite Bike is not just we're excited to play the game. The name Excite Bike comes mm. from the fact that if you clip in this versus uh, Excite Bike game, which came out before the NES game, if you clipped the front tire, as we talked about, you know, clipping the front tire of, right. the, of the CPUs, if you clip five in a row without getting hit, oh boy, you have unlimited turbo. Turbo. Your your, power. your character turns gold. Oh really? Yep, and and you have unlimited turbo, so you can basically lay on the turbo button and just speed through the entire thing. Once you get hit, yeah. you lose the turbo. It's like being on fire. It's sort of like NBA Jam. You're exactly right. Yeah, that's a good that's a good analog, and it actually goes from track to track too. So if you finish a track with the turbo, you'll continue on the next track with the turbo. Nice, nice. Which I wish that they put in the NES cartridge. That would have been a lot of fun, you know, as an added little. Yeah, definitely would have. Little bit. You know, a little Easter egg. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, I was I was thinking about. I was like, I wonder if that's in the NES game, but alas, it's not. So you can excite your bike. Oh. Kind of has sounds like a oh. little connotation to it, doesn't right. it? Yeah. 
um, <laughs> by by doing that. So that would be kind of fun. Does uh, Barcade have a versus Excite Bike? Uh, I don't think so. Did they put those on like the the Nintendo Player Choice? The play, the, the play Choice Ten. Was that on there? Excite Bike? No. Right. No, I think it was, but I I think. Wait. So what do they have on? But there? I think versus Excite Bike is different than Excite Bike on the Play Choice Ten. You just have a joystick on the Excite Bike arcade it had, one. It had a joystick and two buttons, just like uh, no, the NES. I was controller. just figuring how to. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that'd be harder to maneuver, like with a joystick on that on that game. I don't know. Well, but remember, there's the lanes, so you would flick it up, flick it down. So yeah. I, and it and it's a bat. It's a bat stick too. It's not a. Uh, it's not a ball. Oh. You a bat or a ball guy? <laughs> I don't use anyone to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, more, I'm more of a ball guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like the bats. You know, when you when you hold them, it's hard to control it. You know, the ball. At least you got something to hold on to. Are we talking about video games still? <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about the arcades, baby. You're talking about Excite Bike. <laughs> I'm talking about Excite Bike, but they, it uses bats, so it's not it's not for me. Yeah. I'm into balls. Um. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> so. Memories of this game, Trent. Memories. I mean, you, you. Let's start with you. You tell me what. Um, what do you remember? About I think this the game? first time I ever played it was. You want to take a guess who I played it with? There's like three friends that I always. Uh, all right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, it wasn't Matt Phillips. <laughs> Damn you, <laughs> Matt Phillips wouldn't be around no NES. <laughs> He's too good for that. He's into the Sega system. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out of left field here. Mm-hmm. A little foreshadowing. I'm gonna say Matt Marshawn. Ooh, no, no, it was Johnny Z. <laughs> We're done. You've had it. You've had enough, sir. All right, all right fine. It was uh, Jesse Clark. Of course, good yeah. old Jesse Clark. <laughs> and I believe it was. I went over his. I from what I remember, I went over his house. I think, it, and he, he was watching Tailspin. Can you? It, it can was you, like can after you nail school. Down, can you nail down like a date or like you know when this would have been? It had to be middle school. Uh, what? No, it couldn't have been middle school. Man. Middle school. No, no, I'm trying to think. I'm talking about like '64 era. It was probably like f- before I got the Super Nintendo. So. Did you get your Sega before your Super? Or no, what? I got the Super Nintendo first. So you're talking like '90. We oh, and we talked about this with the turtles episode. This had to be like first or second grade, maybe. Probably second grade, I would think. Ninety two. Yeah. Um, yeah. 90, we said ninety two. And when, I feel like when got it. I I went over his house after after school, and he was already playing it. So you were eight. And I had never I had never seen the game before. So you had Super or no? At that point, yeah, I must have. But, so you went back to Excite Bike from from Super Nintendo. It must have been because I never I never I had never played it like you know when. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I think Johnny did. <laughs> I think Johnny, Johnny did, Z. I think he did have. Well, ex- I guess they're wrong. So I think I, he did have excitement, like, but I, I totally blocked that out because I just remember going over Jesse Clark's one time after, after school, and he was playing it, and I was just like, "What do you like? What are you playing?" Hmm. He's like, "Dude, excite bike," and then so he was a year younger than us, though, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, and then we just started playing it, and I was like, "Man, this is this is pretty great." And then and then and mm-hmm. then he got into the like the track editing, and I was like. Oh man, this is where it's at. Like, make your own course. That was like. But, pretty... how, but how was that for you? Going from like you had gotten to the 16-bit era, and then you kind of went back to. Yeah, but we still we also we kept playing Nintendo like right after. Did we, you? Yeah, we. It's not like we got rid of it, you know. We we still kept playing Nintendo. Okay. 
Yeah, I, I, I think when we got our Genesis, it, it was kind of like, you know, we, we kind of packed up the NES. <laughs> we put it in its box and threw it in the attic. I don't know if it was because my mom was like, you know, there's you can't have two systems out here, like in the living room, no. or, or if it was just, we just didn't want to play it anymore, or... Yeah, we still kept playing Nintendo. I don't think we got rid of it, though. I think we had it still. But I think that was the only that was the time I remember playing it, and I feel like I I picked it up like I think I eventually ended up picking up at like the flea market like way back then. Oh okay, is that this copy? Uh, honestly, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being honest. This is probably like the fourth one. <laughs> I know, right? I didn't even know if I had it. I had to look in my collection. Well, I, yeah, I had I had two copies. Did you really? Yeah. Okay. I I I just you know sold the other one for a couple bucks. Right. Mine is freshly Q-tipped, so ooh, we're ready to go with the alcohol on it. Absolutely, it's still it's still a great way to clean your cartridges. I don't care what anybody says. A little alcohol and Q-tip. Yeah, so Funkolan used to, they used to like force you to buy those, their cleaning kits. Those cleaning kits aren't bad though. It's, but yeah, it's all it was, was it was just alcohol in the bottle and they had those like. Even though the back of the NES cartridge says, do not use any benzene, alcohol, whatever on it. Call Nintendo Direct and order from us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because they had like the fake cartridge and you would put it in. But that actually, that actually, that actually. No, I know, but. Because you had no way to get into the cartridge port. Yeah. So that actually did work. You know? And they had those like little like they almost look like a flat paintbrush thing you would use for the yep. cartridges. Yep. Yeah. 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 I think what was it Naki or Naki or whatever how you pronounce it? Yeah. Yeah. It was like it was the, the pink, pink the yeah. pink cartridge. And you put everything inside the cart like the cleaning cartridge. It had like a little door on it. You could put that the... was for the Super Nintendo. Was it? Yeah, and the Genesis one. Oh. Uh, yeah. But the NES one didn't have that. Uh, yeah. I, I, I just remember like it just fun... had the handle and you would just like you would I just, just remember the guy at Funko. I remember the guy at Funko Land like. Pretty much to like <laughs> force me to buy one, but, that, but that's what they did back then. Whenever you got, whenever you guys and you guys like, let us know, but like, whenever you got a new system or like a used system at Funkoland, they always were like, "Well, you know, do you want to get you, you want to get the uh, the cleaning kit?" You know, well, like, I mean, when Nintendo was the worst, you, they would upsell you. Nintendo was the worst one though, like in terms of like the cartridges, like right. not playing, right? Right. I mean, that was more than dirt though. That was just you know, give on the uh, on the yeah. seventy two pin connector, you know. So, um, back, you know, we, we've talked about my history, um, and the first system that I ever owned, which was the, the Atari 7800. So, um, you still good? Are you? Yeah. Okay. Um, and I'm trying to track down when we actually purchased it. So I grew up in a, I grew up in a split level house in Rocky Hill, Connecticut, which is sort of like a suburb of, oh, there you go. Nice. Yep, it did have the, uh, that, that's another version. I of knew it. That might be from a different company, though. Is that Naki? Oh, uh, I don't know, but okay. that was that's the one I remember. Um, so I grew up in like a suburb uh, of Hartford called Rocky Hill. Not grew up, I started my life there. And in about, I was trying to track down the dates because uh, the Atari 7800 is the first system we ever owned, but it, it didn't come out until about the middle of 1986. And I'm thinking that mm-hmm. if we ever got a system, it would have been for either Christmas or it would have been for my brother's birthday. So Sebi was about seven years old at that time. So I'm thinking that we probably got the Atari for Christmas in 1986 is my, is my guess that we, we got it. And we had Pole Pole Position and we had Frogger. Those are the two games that we had for... That's all you need. Pole Position 2 and Frogger. 
and eh, fishing derby wouldn't have been too bad or you know fishing derby fishing derby's great <laughs> never played fishing derby <laughs> on the 7800 no 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 2600 oh it would be nice to have the fishing derby at that point in time my uncle anthony had all the atari 2600 games it was <laughs> Yo, like the you play- wanted it, i got it, it. it was like bro. the place to go so and I have no way of finding out now what you know when we had gotten it, but my my best guess is that we got it in early 1987 because when we got the Atari 7800, almost immediately it was like you know we we tra- we followed everything that my uncles got and they had gotten an NES probably shortly thereafter, and so my brother of course had to have one, and so I'm thinking in, in early 1987. Or maybe, you know, if not, it could have been at the end of 1987. But it's somewhere in 1987, we had gotten our NES. And we had, it was the Super Mario Brothers bundle. It was the, you know, not the original bundle, but Super Mario Brothers with two controllers. And we had also gotten um, Kung Fu. That was the other game that we owned. And we also had Bike. We had three games. Super Mario Brothers. That ain't bad. Kung Fu. Excite bike. I don't know if my father just thought well, Kung Fu, huh? Go with more of the sports <laughs> stuff, um, you know, with the Excite bike. But Kung Fu, yeah, Kung Fu was another one. I don't, don't ask me why. Hmm. We ended up getting Mike Tyson's Punch Out in 1988 when that came out. So we we had, you know, we got a little bit of a selection. But that very very early point in time was those three games, and um. I mean, I can remember sitting in front of the console television, and I told you I was looking, I was trying to look up this console television. <laughs> One of those wood green TVs. There's no way to even. I mean, there's so many of these things. I thought I might have tracked it down. I thought it was a Magnavox, but it was just a console TV. So you think <laughs> of the wood grain TV with a speaker on the right hand side and the tube television on the on the middle left hand side. And uh, every morning I would sit in front of this TV. We would kind of come down like a little, like a like a, it was like three steps. From our, from my, my like you know crib bedroom, and I would just sit in front of this TV, and I thankfully had my mom home, and she would make me like three bottles of milk every morning. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, she would like heat up three <laughs> bottles of milk for me, and I can remember just being. You're the weakest of the bunch. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember being glued to the front of the TV, either watching cartoons or or playing Nintendo, because that was the very first system I actually ever ever played itself. And uh, Excite Bike was one of those games that I kind of fell in love with, along with with Kung Fu and Mario Kart. So it, you know, kind of has a special place. Um, and I just remember the thing that really gripped me about Excite Bike was I, I can't really say the parallax because that's really hard to tell in that game. It's like the, <laughs> when you're when you're uh, well, but, four. <laughs> but it's also it's like kind of like the be- like like the top of the screen is moving like at a faster rate than the front, but. It's kind of just like simulated. It's not really like there's layers there. Yeah. <laughs> it was more so the the sense of speed. The, the the horizontal scrolling in that game was on another level from Super Mario Brothers. And I'm not going to say that Super Mario Brothers is not the better game, but there was a, a sense of speed because the horizontal scrolling was so fast at that time that you just felt like you were playing something that was extra special. And so that was the thing I got out of that game the most was just the sense of speed moving left to right was was really really fast compared to any other game that had come out around that time. You know, even Kung Fu is is left to right and right to left, but that game moves like yeah, methodically. No know? one's trying to play Kung Fu. 
I love kung fu. <laughs> I love kung fu, but that's that's fair. That's fine. Um, but the sense of speed in that game is what really got me. It was just you know, and and the progression of trying to like not get hit because when you get when you get hit in that game, it just throws all your energy off. It throws you know like you, you, your groove off. You know you kind of have to start over again. You know you're starting from square square one. So, um, but I just remember a lot of a lot of fun with that game. I remember we. Uh, we would go two days a week. I would go to this art, like this art preschool and we would make like fucking pinatas and shit. And like, and like, I remember I made like, I, re- I made like this triangle with a sticker and some glitter on it. And it was like, yeah, that's an ornament. Macaroni monsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just remember coming home from, from this like art class, which was, which was fun. And, um, and just wanting to play my Nintendo and, and play games like Excite Bike. So it just, thinking of Excite Bike makes me think of, of that period of time where it was just, it was like just me and my mom, you know, and, and, and thankfully she was there and she would take me everywhere we went. And, and it was like a safe place to really dig into that stuff and, and, and enjoy it. So I remember one time I, I just, all I did every day was just sit in front of the TV. Probably wasn't good for me. <laughs> Probably the reason why I'm the way I am now, but I just remember seeing a chloroseptic commercial, you know, like, Jesus, you know, you know like when your throat is, is yeah, is I know sore. what a yeah, <laughs> and, I, and I remember going to the bathroom. I climbed up the steps, went into the bathroom. Nobody's around. I climbed on top of the sink. You know, think of a regular like like house bathroom. As a three year old, I climbed onto the sink, opened up the the like the medicine cabinet, and I just pulled out anything I could find that looked like it had something I could push down, and I and I put it <laughs> in my mouth and squirted it. And Ooh. Yeah, and I th- I actually think it was chloroseptic. Like a hairspray? No, I think I, th- I think it was chloroseptic. Because um, I remember saying to myself, I think I saw that in the bathroom. So you had to try it? So I had to try it. I mean, come on, what do you know as a kid, you know? It's just like, oh, they do it in the commercial. I was like taking, basically like taking a shot of alcohol. Kind of. I just remember, <laughs> I remember squirting it and, and just being like, Almost like when Harry and Lloyd and Dumb and Dumber <laughs> eat the eat the pe- yeah that eat the pepper like when slapping they, their tongues. That's how I felt. Like I just grabbed the closest towel and just wiped the, like the inside of my esophagus. Started out. squirting mustard into your mouth. <laughs> so, anyways, Excite Bike reminds me of uh, <laughs> of throat spray of a simpler time. A Ludens. Yeah. Um. I mean, com- like you if know. you think about like the other. I can't even think about any other racing games on Nintendo. Like, do you remember, did you ever play any other racing games on Nintendo, really? Rad Racer, I guess. Was that, was that two-player? No, it was more like OutRun. Yeah. Like, were there any really, like, good races? It's like, they came out, Excite Bike, a launch title, and then, like, what other race? I, I don't really remember. Well, but Excite Bike's not a two-player game. I don't remember playing any other racing games, though, besides Excite Bike. You're talking about early, or are you just talking no about Nintendo? A, a, just in general on Nintendo. Just Nintendo. I guess you're right. I I can't. <laughs> like they were just when, like when a, I, there was I, like a lot of bad like NASCAR kind of style games. When I think when I think of of the NES, I think of the platformers. That's like the biggest thing. And then, well, there is um, uh, Iron Man, Ivan, whatever the, the uh, Super Off Road. Okay. Right? Yeah. Not that I owned that back in the day. No, that actually that was. Yeah, it's a trade west, that, trade that, west joint. Yeah, actually, that was that was the jam. That I mean, that's a good one. Um, and I guess Danny Sullivan's Indie Heat, <laughs> Alan Sir Juniors. <laughs> um, uh, uh, what was the one that Tom Cruise was in? Uh, Days of Thunder. Isn't that one? Isn't that uh, any yeah? Game? Konami. Is it really? Konami made Days of Thunder. I'm almost positive. 
there are racing games, but I they're not good. <laughs> but I but I don't think of the NES when I think of really great racing games. But it still hadn't evolved where it was. It was still like in the early stages, like the racing kind of style games. Let's put it this way: Excite Bike to me is the is the like racing game that I always you know think of as like the one for me on NES. You know. So that's that's uh, you know that's just my that's just my take on it is I, I don't I think I ever owned another sports game mm-hmm. on NES and so maybe that's just it but um, but it's a damn good one it's it's a it's a simple game but it doesn't like we've talked about in the past you don't need to have a really sophisticated game to to have it be fun so yeah. Um, if we can move on from that, then I mean, Excite Bike is a great game. We're gonna we're gonna play it and and uh, give you our thoughts coming away from that. I mean, we, I've got great memories of it. When was the last time you played Excite Bike? Oh man, jeez, probably can't remember, huh? No, probably over ten years ago. Uh, that's for me too. For me, too. it was probably we probably played it. We just don't remember. <laughs> it, it it might be ten. It might be thirty years ago. I, I mean, it doesn't really. <laughs> At that point, it doesn't really matter. It could have been when I was still in Willimantic. I just, I just remember, you know, having a good time with it. So we'll, we'll uh, let you guys know what we think. Uh, so moving on, let's get to Excite Bike sixty four. Now this is the actual successor to Excite Bike. It took it's, a while, huh? It's the first successor. So it was created in. Well, yeah, there was, you know, I sidebar. There was also, um, I also remember Jesse Clark had it, um, oh boy. which was like the Game, Boy, the Game Boy version of Excitebike uh, Motocross Maniacs. Oh. Did you ever play that one? I, I don't I remember who made it. Yeah, I know what you're talking I, about. I want to say it was Konami, but I, that's just throwing a guess out right now. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. But yeah, that was, it almost played, it was a little more like ridiculous. There was like crazy loop-de-loops and other yep. stuff in it, but yep. it, it was very similar to... Um, Excite bike. I think that was an early game, wasn't it? I mean, I, on, on the Game Boy, it could have been. I just, I, I remember he had it at like the same time, and yeah, it was that was another. I was, it was actually really good too. Yeah. Um. I don't know if I, I want to say Konami did it though. You could call that a, a kind of like an unofficial sequel. Yeah. But the official sequel came out in on April thirtieth of two thousand. So you're talking from the Famicom version. About 16 years, you know, 15 years if you want to call from the from the launch of the NES. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was uh, so it was developed by Left Field Productions. Oh, Left Field, Griffey, who did Left Field? No, it was Angel Studios. Remember? Oh, what is? Why is Left Field important? I will tell you. <laughs> so it was it was obviously published by Nintendo. Um, it was created. They so Left Field created the Slam and Jam franchise. Oh God! On the 3DO, PS1, and Saturn, which is fantastic. Slam and Jam is a is a sleeper hit. That game is is a lot of fun. It is in the style of Run and Gun basketball, which is an arcade game. You can that's wait that's the one on Super Nintendo, right? Or what's the one is is Slam and Jam. Saturn, PlayStation One, and 3DO. What was the one on? It, it was it, on 3DO. It was Slam and Jam '95. On Saturn and PlayStation, it was Slam and Jam '96, starring Kareem Abdul-Jabbar yeah. and Magic Johnson. Yeah. But what's the one on Super Nintendo that kind of is that Run and Gun? Um. That kind of plays similar to that. Oh, I have it. Remember? Shoot, yes. Remember when we played it, we were like, "Oh, <laughs> is that isn't that Run and no, Gun?" No, and it's pretty good. No, yeah, no, no. I'm it's, saying it's not Run and Gun though. Oh. Uh. 
It's not running gun. NCAA basketball kind of has that mechanic too. That mode set. No, yo, that was the where OG. They, where, they, where they flip, where they flip the screen. So yeah. they, it is a top to bottom basketball game. So it's, it's a power not, bottom. So it's not left to right like normal, like a normal basketball game that you would play. Let's say like an NBA 2K um, 17 or whatever. Right. Um, I think that's side to side, right? Am I am I wrong about that? The new 2K basketball games are they left to right or are they up and down? You can you can change you it. You can switch it. Yeah, you can switch it. You can do like a kind of like I've had a slant, or you can do it left to right or like up and down. Okay. Well, yeah. traditionally in this era, you had left to right basketball games, and so this was sort of novel in that in that way. Bulls versus Blazers. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't Bulls versus Blazers. No, you're, you're, you're try, you're no I'm just saying, yeah, like yeah. left to right basketball games, oh yeah, NBA yeah. Jam, and all. Well, oh, but M- NBA uh, Live '96, like '97, NBA Shootout, which is terrible. Yeah, NBA Live is when they switched it. It was like that. That was that was the isometric slant. Yeah, but when you when they came to the 3D basketball games, like the 32-bit basketball yeah. games, most of them were left to right. Um, Konami made one. It was called like, uh, oh shoot, what is it now? <laughs> I can't even remember what it Isn't was. Isn't that the one I'm thinking of for Super Nintendo? No, 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 no. Konami had like in the in the um, bottom of the ninth baseball era, like Konami had their sports series, and it was um, it was, it was like NBA Fast Break or something like that. Uh, and it, and oh yeah, and that was left yeah. that was left to right as well. I don't, I'm not sure if it was called Fast Break, but anyways, um. Slam and Jam is an arc. It's an arcadey basketball game, but think of like an NBA Jam, but five on five. Um, yeah, you know, there's no real players. It's all made up stuff, except for Kareem and Magic. <laughs> and Sick. You, you can you can you can break the you can break the the glass on on, on a dunk. Um, you can break the rim. Um, like high flying three pointers and just a, a real smooth scrolling plane. It's just. It's hard to describe, but that game is a lot of fun. You you like it, right? Yeah. You know, it's it's a real easy pick up and play basketball game. That's what it needs to be. And uh, so they did that. They did Kobe Courtside, which is a which, which is a jam, which is a good game. <laughs> a pun intended. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, came out in 1998. I picked that up at Caldor on sale in 1998. Ooh. Um, if anybody knows what Caldor 4999? is, 49.99. Probably something like that. 39.99. <laughs> um. And then they also made um, the Dave Mira BMX games. Uh, yeah, that was that was out of my league. I was I wasn't extreme enough for the Dave Mira. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, appara- but I'm sure it was pretty decent. So apparently, they only make racing games with uh, two wheels and basketball games. That's like their forte. Hey, if you're good at it, keep going. For some for some <laughs> reason, but that's uh, that's basically you know those are the highlights of their of their production. Um, like I said, it is a direct sequel to the original Excitebike game. There's 20 tracks plus special unlockable tracks, hearkening back. At, you know, it's almost like an homage to the original game. There is a track editor. Um, you need a memory card to save more than one track. Oh, we got plenty of memory cards. But you can save up to like 16 tracks on on a memory card of of your own of your own choosing. Um, there is a turbo button that. Does heat up just like the original Excite Bike if you're if you're using it. Um, the same tire clipping mechanic from the original is there. Now think of more of a 3D motocross realistic game, but still taking these these sort of gimmicks or these you know play mechanics and moving them into that third dimension. And just and just so everyone knows, we 
we haven't we haven't played Excite Bike sixty four, right? I have I have not played it. I haven't either. Oh, I th- I thought you had history no. with the game. Okay, all right, that's okay. <laughs> no, I'm just so we're, we actually haven't played it. So this is kind of more just like a a factual uh, run through of what the game had. I, I gotta say, I'm excited to play it though. Ooh, you're excited for Excite Bike? Oh damn, did I just do that? <laughs> I really am. I mean, this game sounds like a lot of fun. Um, there's, there's, I know it had expansion pack, right? It, it used the expansion pack. Yep. So you could actually up the the resolution. And I'm I'm sure you have it in there, but I from what I remember, does it have the original as an unlockable it in does. it? It does. It has the original. Yes. Yeah, you got you got it. <laughs> I good knew for, that. Good for you. Because <laughs> I do remember seeing the reviews for it, and I remember it. I, I think it got pretty good reviews, and I remember that that being mentioned as as one of the like yeah. hidden things in it yeah um i'll tell i'll tell my my thoughts about when that game came out soon in here but um there were so there were five special tracks and one of them was the original excite bike game that you could unlock one of them was a 3d version of the original track style so it's got the, the lanes and it's got the um, but it looks like this like the regular 64 version it, so it's it's think of the 64 version with the 64 graphics, but the textures are all like from the original. So it's got a dirt track. Oh. It's got four lanes, and then it's got the um, the little uh, sp- um, speed icons that reduce your turbo. Meter. Right. So it's got all of the original sort of elements in a 3D modeled game. There's also one special mode or, or track, if you want to call it, called soccer. And oh yeah, you're you're, I do you're, that. you're on the motorcycle trying to trying to hit the soccer ball into a goal. What does that remind you of? What do you mean? Rocket League. Oh the, oh wow. There's a I man I, there the was, crazy like PS4 Xbox <laughs> game that everybody's gone nuts over. I think there were some other games that did had that. Who same. knows if they got that from this game? <laughs> Who knows? I think there were some other games too, some other racing games that had like a feature like that. Um, it blew my mind to learn that they like had a, a, so- a soccer game feature. Just like Rocket League. Oh man, I like, I, I think talk about like, talk about like a pioneer that people go nuts for that game. I think there were some other racing like other dirt bike racing games that had like a, a soccer mode in it or, or or something similar to that. I just couldn't believe that this had a soccer mode. In it. I, I don't believe it. There's a yeah. So there's 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 some special tracks you can unlock. Um, there's a season mode, and what's cool about it is that the season mode has a full tutorial to teach you each of the race mechanics. So how to speed up. How to do certain tricks, um, how to land a certain way. It's just it teaches you how to race, how to lean into a turn, how to use your speed in a turn, how to use the L and R triggers to sort of uh, use your you know continue to speed up as you're sort of like uh, power sliding through a turn. So it has these this tutorial which kind of prepares you to play. So you're not just and and it's a it's fun because you're learning new mechanics as you go, but it's also something that's preparing you for these races as you get into them which i i, I kind of like it kind of it holds your hand into it it's not just well here's the race just go and figure it out you know mm. so i i like that about it and it has you know the, the progression is is very much a f-zero progression in this game there's four circuits and there's a sort of like a bronze silver gold and platinum and you have to you know you can start out on like the easy difficulty and you can play uh, let's say bronze and silver, and then once you beat those, you unlock the intermediate difficulty, and you can do bronze, silver, and gold. And right. then once you beat those, you can unlock the hard difficulty and play bronze, silver, gold, and platinum. So it's like 
like Mario Kart in a way. Like Mario, but more like F Zero because if you think of F Zero, ha- had like the like the the bronze cup, the silver cup, and the gold cup for like it was a uh, what was it? Uh, um, how how were their modes? It was like Queen Circuit, um, King Circuit. Was it Queen? I I never really got into F Zero that much. Okay, I only played it a few times on the 64. I, I guess Mario Kart would be a good analog too because you could you have to. You have to do the 50cc, the 100cc, and the 150. Yeah, and get like all gold stars on each yeah, one. Yeah, and and this kind of has that progression too. Like the easy mode is 80cc, and then the um, intermediate is I think 160, and then it goes to 250. Mm-hmm. So yeah, kind of in that way. Um, it used some advanced technology actually. There's a desert track in the game that uses fractals. Do you know what fractals are? I don't know, but is it something with where the terrain changes yes. or something like that? You've, you've probably heard it, actually. You probably just didn't <laughs> no, know. No, because if you said it like that, then I just assumed it had to do something like that. was like the whole thing yeah. with like Red Faction. Yeah, the, uh, it can like, cr- you know, it can like procedurally generate, you know, different models of the land as, right. you're, as you're driving yeah. through it. Um, so this was one of the games that actually, you know, it was a kind of like a pioneer of using that. And then they used something in the game called inverse kinetics, which is a way to use your landing to affect the rest of the bones in the biker's body so that when they landed, it the joints would, would move with the kind of bounce. Like the suspension kind yeah, of? Yeah, sort of like that. So it uses the endpoints. The way I was researching this, it uses sort of like the endpoints of your body so let's say like your foot and your foot hits the ground, but what what that does is it affects your knee getting pushed forward and your body sort of kind of like caving down at the same time. So yeah. it's a way it's it falls almost, with the bike. It almost kind of reminds me of like what motion capture does. Yeah, but it did it in an own in its own computational way where you didn't need motion capture to do it. And and when you look at reviews of this game, the reviewers were really impressed. It made the game look way more realistic and. Almost made the graphics look better because of the way the characters moved and leaned and landed in a certain way. It made the game feel like something bigger mm. than just a, a like we talked about Griffey Slugfest last time and how the characters go up to the to the the batter's box and you can t- obviously tell that the animators are trying to <laughs> they're move, depressed <laughs> move the character models almost like stick figures as they're getting up to the plate and their backs are all contorted. It's you know. <laughs> You can, you know, so this was around the same time that, that that came out and it was just more advanced. And so they were really impressed with, with that, you know, that mechanic and the, and the lengths they went through to make this game a lot more realistic. I'm excited now. I, I'm, I was <laughs> d- doing this research. I was like, I want to play this game. I want to play this game. Um, so it was revolutionary in those aspects. And then it, it also got a lot of inspiration from Wave Race. So, you know, the doing the tricks off of the jumps is like a, is like one of the bigger deals of the game. Like doing, doing different tricks is, is, you know, what they want. They wanted to give it that rave wave race feel and pulling off tricks and having them be fun, but having them be easier. So that a lot of them are just single button press and press type of things. Yeah, just make that's sure what you, I like. Make sure you hit it when you, when you hit the jump and you're going to do the trick. Um, the tracks have vegetation. They've got bumps in them, so they're a lot more dynamic than uh, other racers of the time. Uh, EGM gave it a nine out of ten. GamePro gave it a four out of five. IGN gave it a nine out of seven. GameSpot you mean a nine point seven. Uh, nine point seven. <laughs> nine out of seven would be great. That would be a phenomenal score. It's all like a hundred and twenty-three. I wonder which magazines had a seven-point scale. <laughs> Thanks for the correction. Yeah, nine out of, nine point seven out of ten. 
Um, GameSpot, which is the old video games.com, had, had given it an 8.8 .8 out of 10, and Nintendo Power gave it an 8.9 out of 10. Solid all around. More than solid. Yeah. Kind of universal praise for this yeah. game. Um, people, they, the, These reviewers loved the beautiful tracks, the intuitive control, the realistic physics, the bike sounds. One of the big things was yeah. the bikes sound like real motorcycles. They don't sound like muffled, whirring, non-realistic <laughs> things. Yeah. Which is what they... what they and, and, they, and they, would, they were criticizing games like Jeremy McGrath Racing and Supercross 2000. Jeremy, was that a claim? Jeremy McGrath? I, I think so. I don't know. I just I remember Jeremy McGrath. I remember that being like a game. Yeah, it was almost like a like a you know like I think a, that was a throwaway one. Like like a, like a like a B or a C list. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. So it, they they just they thought that it felt like a complete game that was just fun to play, and um, I just remember well before I get to it, um, I will say that it appears that this game is what inspired monster games to create the excite truck and excite bots games that came out for Wii. well that this was the beginning come on well of course you know but the a lot of the mechanics because we've played that game excite truck is real good excite truck is phenomenal phenomenal and, and that was a launch game for it the was Wii, i remember, the Wii I remember you bringing that over to my house when you first got your Wii because <laughs> you got it before me yeah and i remember seeing and it was like explosive like the trucks would explode off of these honestly that was the game that made me pre-order a Wii. you're probably the only person to actually like <laughs> i mean because i got ever Ze ever like verbalize that i <laughs> i mean i i i wanted i wanted zelda because it was like well it was coming out with it and i wasn't really big into it but i was like oh, man this 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 was big, but I remember they had the the Wii stations at the at GameStops before the Wii came out. I was like, oh my right. god, they have a Wii set up. Yeah. And Excite Bike was on, uh, Excite Truck was on it, and I was like, this is fucking amazing. <laughs> I'm pre-ordering <laughs> one right now. <laughs> That's awesome. Because it was like the first time with the motion controls, like legit motion controls, yeah, like move, steering move, and everything. Forward, yeah. But it felt good. Yeah, and I was like, oh man, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> it felt good in your hands. Ooh. Uh, yeah. So I I think. This game really inspired those games and, and and helped those to become what they were, especially with the 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 um you know the turbo mechanic and all that. Yeah, come on, Nintendo, stop fucking up. Give us an excite bike. Seriously. <laughs> um. So I I plain up missed this game. I mean, I, it came out in April of two thousand, which was yeah, that was fairly late. Which was, but it was Dreamcast time. <laughs> For you. Yeah, it was it was Dreamcast time. I mean, I I was what six months into owning the Dreamcast. Yeah. And I Dreamcast was, or nothing. I just and so and I had limited resources, right? So I mean, it wasn't like I was, you know, I didn't have too much money. Um, and every every dime I had, I wanted to get like a new Dreamcast game. So I I was very interested in the game, though. I remember when previews came out, and I remember I remember distinctly seeing the EGM review and seeing that they gave it a nine out of ten, and I and I said to myself, like. <laughs> Really? You remember like seeing it? Yeah. You remember it? Yeah, I remember when this game came out and it got universal praise. And I remember thinking like this is this is amazing. Like this is gonna be an amazing game, but I don't I'm not gonna get it because it's a sixty four game and that's old news and and I've got the Dreamcast, which is terrible because I, I feel like I would have had so much fun with this game. You know? It, it just seemed like Oh do it it was was it four player? It had to be, right? Or do you even I, know? I don't know. It, I, I didn't see anything. You would that. assume it would have to be four player. 
Yeah. There's only like six racers in the game. Oh, like at a time? No. Like, oh, like to choose from? Actually, uh, yeah, and that race on the tracks. Um, it's a shame that I wasn't able to play it, but I remember saying, like, if if I was get if I was buying sixty four games, that's when I would have bought. You mm. know, and I feel like this game probably would have sold a lot more. The developer said it sold about two million copies, but I feel like it would have sold way more if it came out like, like a year the, earlier, like a, just at even, least a year even, earlier, even just a year earlier, even yeah. in like April of ninety nine. I I got my sixty four Christmas of ninety eight because PS two came out what. 2000? 2001. 2001. March of 2001, yeah. So, so people were definitely already talking about the PS2 then. PS2 and, and Dreamcast. I mean, Dreamcast Yeah, was... but it, I'm not saying it had already been out. So you're like yeah. in between the Dreamcast and the PlayStation 2 coming out. Right. You know? Right. Yeah, that was kind of like people were thinking already like yeah. 128-bit or whatever. Because I, I, I still it. had my 64. I don't... I just remember seeing it, and I was—I never even like rented it or like anything from like yeah. Blockbuster or something. Yeah, I just remember seeing that review and seeing them saying like this game is just incredible, and you got to go pick it up. And and then no one did. <laughs> well, two million people. Did. Well, two million people <laughs> across the world, but you feel like it probably could have doubled its sales, you know, if it came out even a year earlier. But I mean, it, it does—it still—it doesn't have the doesn't have the power of like Mario Kart, you know, the, its Excite Bike. No, I know it's not, but that's that's one of the things that I think it's like that hidden, like that hidden gem. I hate to say that term, but you know, yeah. it's it's kind of it's one of those games that not everybody talks about all the time, and it's probably fantastic. You know, it's I mean, game. you would assume so if everyone yeah. praises it. Like then. it's it's it, there was just so much care put into this game. It's it's not a seven. You know how I say play more sevens, but well, in the vein of like kind of being lost to time a little bit. It has that 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 kind of characteristic, especially because there's like about a hundred racing games on Nintendo 64. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We talk about NES not really being like the racing system, but and then 64, there was tons yeah, of them. There were three cruising games alone, <laughs> you know. So there was, yeah, you know. And nobody's playing Automobili Lamborghini. <laughs> oh, Titus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so that's that's about these games. Uh, we're gonna uh, try these these games out again. Obviously, we've got history with Excite Bike. And uh, I'm just excited to see how we like Excitebike 64. So we're going to come back after uh, trying these games out and tell you guys uh, what our thoughts are of them. So stay tuned, and we will be right back. Time to play the game! This portion of our show has been brought to you by... It's new for your kids. Laser lights, laser lights, it's Black Star. Defender of right, be ready to fight. The evil overlord. Laser lights. The ice castle is a mysterious place. He might meet the lava log face to face. Laser lights, laser lights, it's Black Star. All right. Banging them sideways. Well, cool. Well, we put our bikes away. We're back. I'm tired. And I got some grass stains on me, which is weird because... Unfortunately. I didn't go outside. Caught some big air. (laughs) Tell me about it. That's what it says on the 64 That's why I said it. So we played Excite Bike and Excite Bike 64 as... We mentioned, 
And let's start with Excite Bike. Um, I think that Excite Bike is fun for ten minutes. If you have ten minutes to play a game, <laughs> and either that or if well, you want to challenge your buddy to see who can have the fastest time. Yeah, that's kind of what that's on a specific. That's track. what it is, though. You know. And you have to you have to kind of appreciate it for what it is, and that's what it is. I think a, a quick pick me up, a quick not pick me up. Well, I guess it could be. It could be a, pick a, me up. <laughs> yeah, a quick pickup game it, and play. Right, it's another one of those. I've got five ten minutes. I want to just throw in a, a just a, boom boom a, boom a, boom a boom. Or or just a game in the rotation. You know, like a game yeah. that you're gonna you know as part of the yeah, you part got five of the collection. five courses. Go yeah. through them all. It's different again. It's different when you have three games to play, and then it's different when you have a thousand games to play. Yeah, you know, Excite Bike isn't really generally the one that you know you you, you think about that. Man, I want to play some Excite Bike, but it's a fun game. It it's got its place in history, which I think makes it special. Especially you have the track editing, making your own course. I, th- I think that's a, that's a that's a cool piece of it. It's a, it's a piece of history. What what Excite Bike means is more than just the fun you can have with it now, and I think it is fun. It's the thing I like about it is that there is a uh, there's a cadence that you sort of need, and there's a, you can like you can get better at this game because when you mess up, it really throws you off. Like I mentioned before, like if you make a mistake, it, it kind of throws off your whole timing. Yeah, you know, either when you don't land, if you don't land correctly, you just automatically slow. You almost come to like a stop if you don't if you don't take that jump and then kind of nose dive it and kind of try to land like flat almost well it depends landing is different for different scenarios yeah. if you're landing on a jump you want to land in the in the parallel of that jump if you're landing on the ground you want to land flat so that you're when you land you just keep on on moving keep on trucking if you don't land in the direction of whatever the track is at that moment you're going to bounce and it's actually going to slow up your speed or worse if you land too forward or too far back you're going to actually crash and then you're gonna roll down that hill of whatever jump it is, and then and then your biker's gonna have to get back, and by that time, you've lost a bunch of seconds. <laughs> Start and over. It's 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 uh, easy to get in first place in the earlier tracks, and some of these later tracks, there are so many jumps. I don't know how anybody can get <laughs> can get good enough. Yeah, and those like well, I don't know if it's the night level or whatever, where it's like dark it's like, out. It's like yeah. purple or blue. Yeah. You got like fifteen of those, like the little like bumps. You gotta go like yeah. vroom, up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. And it just it just grinds to a halt. I mean, there's no real. And again, that's part of what you did before you got to that strip that led up to whatever was happening where you were stuck in the mud, so to speak. It's one of those you have to you know keep playing it. It's you know, memorization. You gotta remember where certain right. jumps are and the little dirt patches or the little uh right. this the uh, the turbo boost uh, regenerator. So having said that, it's it, it's great for what it is. But how many people are going to go back and actually pick this game up and dedicate themselves enough to say, "I want to get really good at these tracks"? <laughs> you know? I mean, for five bucks, it's worth it. If you've never played it, I think any game that you buy though is a game that you have to say, "This matters to me," and I'm you know for a certain reason, you know. So if you've never played Excite Bike before. I don't know. I mean, it, it's probably the best racing game on the Nintendo. You're probably not wrong. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's just, 
the, the, my only my only problem with it is is that it's such a short play. It's you're not there's there's not a whole lot of yeah. But I mean, if you think of the racing games from all that, if you if you try to think of racing games, yeah. they're pretty much most of them. Yeah, that's true. you know we're talking about Nintendo. I mean, there's not going to be like thirty tracks and yeah. mirror courses. <laughs> it just like it, all ju- that. it just gets punishingly difficult pretty quickly, and and that's the part where it's not. It's not the easiest game to play four levels in, and, and that's that's my that's my issue with it. The, right. The the the, 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 the the Sega analog to this game would be a game called Enduro Racer, and it's mm. an isometric game where you're on a motorcycle and you have to get through ten ten uh, le- ten tracks or ten levels on five. It's again five tracks. You play each level twice, but that game. When you finish it, like you can definitely beat that game. You know, it's very, very possible to beat that game. You don't have to be like a savant at video games to be. And in fact, you could put it in now, and you might be able to beat it. You know, hmm. and that's got like an upgrade mechanic for a lot of the engine and tire parts and stuff. But it's simple enough where you can kind of get through it. Yeah, Excitebike's a hard game to beat. Yeah. So. You know that that's it's just it's just kind of like it gets punishingly difficult pretty quickly. So that's where I just get frustrated with it, and I just say I don't want to play anymore because I get so frustrated so quickly. And if it's just the first level, like that first level is awesome. Like you, when you hit those jumps, the first two three levels, it's just like yeah, bam bam bam. You know, there's only five. <laughs> there's only five courses. So. Right. Well, is there five courses though? Because it seemed like when we passed that, there was like other courses after that, wasn't there? Uh. When I played. I'm- when I played through, I got through. Remember, I got through the first five, and then there was. An, well, when if you don't finish, if you don't finish in whatever the eight seconds of the first place, yeah, you know it says oh, it says game over, and then you and then you can go back and select one, two, three, four, five, unless there's. But you missed it, unless there's another course after. If so you I, get first place in all yeah. five, and you get like a bonus course. Well, I did the challenge stages, which is just the rider by himself, and I got through the five. And then, uh, I, and then there was a sixth level that I was playing that looked completely different. Oh, huh? Maybe because maybe. Oh, well, yeah. Because if you do the what the the one I was playing with all the the you, other, you were um, playing selection B, yeah, which is like the excite bike courses, which has all has the other four racers yeah. on at the same. And that one only had five. Same time, and that has five. Yep. So I, I'm I don't I honestly can't tell you what that means, but um, it just it just gets really hard really quickly, and then you you're just you're saying to yourself. I'm kind of done because I'm getting stuck in the mud here. I'm losing. And I, it's Excitebike is the kind of game where it's hard for me to stay invested in, in going back and wanting to play that. Yeah. Because it just makes me want to plug in Sega Rally Championship. I mean, I guess. I mean, it's a game you could you play like, I don't know. Once maybe a once decade? A, I was, no, you could, <laughs> like once a year or something like that. Yeah. If you just want to kind of like, oh, yeah, it's like, like all right, I'll you know, play it for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, throw it in there. Yeah. Um, I guess so. For $5, I would say, you know, it's it's worth it. It's I mean, especially, we didn't we didn't really, I mean, we dig didn't it, re- Dig into it. Oh, yes, but like the track editor and everything. The track editor is fun, so that is another no, reason. No, I know that. that. That's another reason to, to play around. I mean... Five dollars is less than your lunch, so it, it, what am I saying? Get get Excite Bike and have some <laughs> and have some fun with it. But the track editor is probably that's something where you could like make a track and then pass it to your buddy, yeah, and be like, you know, it's like it's what can you how can, how can you do on this? And yeah, the beginning make one for you. It was then, like the beginning of uh how like Mario Maker came to be. Yeah, kind of. I guess so. Yeah, it's it's, it's almost like here. Just I like want to make this crazy 
crazy yeah. course and you try to figure it, like you try to get through it. Yeah, and then we played we actually when I when we plugged in the Excite Bike 64 cartridge for some reason Excite Bike was already unlocked the original version. Oh yeah. And that was um, actually looked amazing. It looked really, really good, really clear, really yeah, crisp. Really the, solid the, the colors. Em, the emulation was like really good. It almost reminded me of um, like when in Donkey Kong 64 where you can get Donkey Kong. Right. At least get the game. But just really, really crispy. And but yours is through HDMI? Your so 64? This RGB. Going, oh, okay. going through HDMI. And then we're playing the Nintendo on what? Uh, a composite. Just through, composite. Through, through, through HDMI on the, on oh, okay. the, on the uh Framemeister, so, but I don't know. That's a whole other topic of resolution and stuff. But um, the sounds sounded different. It almost sounded like a like it was as if it was the arcade version of of Excite Bike. A little more oomph. Just a little more bass on them. A little bit more, yeah. A little bit more uh, context inside of that inside of the sound. Context. Um. So yeah, I I guess you know, whatever. Excite Bike is it is what it is. It's nothing too sophisticated. Um, there is nuance to it if you want to get invested in a game that's simple where you can try to you know master these tracks um, it's, a, it's a great game to do it's a good it's a good game if you've got a friend and you're just hanging out on the couch and you want to pass the controller back and forth and see who can get the better track or if you want to um, uh, excuse me track time or if you want to make a track and then see if your buddy can can you know clear your best time in that track or even if you have no friends um <laughs> and if you have no friends, then you can just play play the Excite Bike levels and have some fun for ten minutes. Yeah. Um, and then Excite Bike sixty four. So we we threw that in afterwards. We threw it in. And um, I was surprised by uh, how realistic it is, and I don't mean that in a good way. <laughs> um, yeah. Surprisingly, uh, I was expecting the, a the, uh, con- the controls are n- are not arcadey. Yeah, I was it's, expecting it's, a it's pick up realistic. and pick up and play type of racing game. It's very very. It's uh, like a it's like Gran Turismo. Yeah, it's like Gran Turismo, but on dirt bikes. It's like you have to learn. So yeah, so we I played first, and I just we just jumped into the like exhibition, and just play a course. Mm-hmm. And it was like it was not what I was, <laughs> it was not what I was expecting. I was expecting just kind of like a I don't know. I guess like uh, cruising, but on on dirt bikes, right? Just something no, like no, 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 simple to play. No, no wave race. Oh, wave race. Yeah, we were thinking wave race on dirt bikes. Yeah, but there's a there's you have to you really have to go through the tutorial to figure out how to play. So there's like a power slide mechanic. You can either do like let, let go of the gas on a turn and press B. And kind of take like a tight turn, or you, you power pull, slide with, you, with, yeah. with the R button, or or you power yeah you power slide with the R button, you or fishtailing all over the place, <laughs> or you can do a tight turn by like when you're turning with the joystick, you pull back on the joystick, back so to the side. Yeah, so there's like three different ways to take a turn. <laughs> and I and I found I don't know if it's because it's like I'm late and I'm tired, but I, I find my I found myself like ignoring one of those steps because there's so many that you need to do at the same time like you can break with b while turning with pulling back on the control stick to the right using r to power slide at the same time and don't forget you have to you want to turbo out of that at the same time so i was forgetting one or two of those steps and just saying fuck it just to try to stay in the center of the course yeah (laughs) just to try yeah so and and how many times did i hit hay bales i mean I've been there, and and, and and the backs of other racers. So it was yeah. very particular, and I don't know if it's maybe this game just hasn't aged 
as well. Right. You know, where in in 2000, this was kind of like the best you could do, and the graphics were really great, and the sound was really good. And I didn't even think the sound was that great. Even like I the thought, even I, like the engines, it's like w- at the start of the race when all I thought it was clear. I thought it was very when clear. All, a, especially for a '64 game, it didn't sound muffled. Yeah, like when all the bikes are lined up, you can hear the engines like. Zzzz. But then it's like if every if people get right. ahead of you and it's just you, there's right. like no engine sound. No, it's, all you hear is the music. Yeah, which I thought was kind of weird since you mentioned that like it had like real engine sound and yeah. it was like a selling point. And that was one of the things that they said was so great about it was the real engine sounds that came out of it. So I don't even feel like there's that many it doesn't even like the sound it doesn't even think like any sound effects really. No, like when, when when the when the, even when when you the like, bikes collide it's just kind of like a tss. there's no like really it's like I don't I didn't even hear anything. <laughs> yeah, there's not really much to it. Cuz cuz the music I don't know maybe cuz the music is so high. You know, you expect some kind of like, like a crash kind yeah. of thing. There and there is, you know, there is a uh, sort of a, a cadence to this game too, where if you're if you're moving along and you're moving well, you're going to tend to go faster. But if you're not, and then you have a hill to get up, you go extremely so. You go on like 15 miles an hour because it shows like it goes from like 15 to 60 or or, yeah. or something like that. It feels like you're climbing a mountain with a Prius. It's just <laughs> really, really, really slow. So that. It didn't make me want to continue. It was like yeah, maybe we're it, missing something. It or... was diff- well, and, and I can't knock the game too much because again, we, normally we play games that we have a history with. I thought that you had a history with this game, so that's a little gaff on us. But that's no no big deal. You know, sometimes it's good to play something different and kind of get get the yeah. take, get the take on it. But um, you know, there is a tutorial, and I was learning some of the some of those you know aspects of like how we figured out the control stick turning back to the left would make you turn yeah. a little bit more. But it ju- it just I think the reason why this game isn't as much our cup of tea is because it's so simulate simulating or sim- you know a simulation of of racing. Yeah, you know more so than an arcadey racing game. You know, like a like an excite like an excite bike the original or like an enduro racer or um super hang on or a super hang on yeah super hang on is fantastic mm. you know it's more of like a like a car game that and you, you know is in a, is a this doesn't sleeve. this doesn't have to do with excite bike but i do <laughs> i do remember renting uh i think i rented it two times either from the blockbuster in willimannic or when i was in norwich from the shop right was the the dirt bike game for nintendo 64 which i thought looked amazing dirt tracks fx i don't even remember that for 64 no 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 for super nintendo oh for super nintendo dirt tracks fx was you got to look that was up it, was it a super fx game yes it was by acclaim and it, it looked, yeah, it was, was like it the, 3D. Yeah, it was like a the 3D dirt bike racing game. I've never even heard of this. Yeah, it's it's it's. I, I remember looking at the back of the box. I was like, oh shit, a new dirt bike game for Super Nintendo. It is fucking atrocious. That whole era for motorcycle games was terrible. What was the 32x one? Uh, it was just like motocross 32x or something, right? Isn't it just motocross? They're all moto something. Do I even have it? I probably threw it out. <laughs> or I saved it from the garbage <laughs> just to say I had another 32X game. I'm pretty sure it's just called Motocross. Let's see here. <laughs> Do I have it? I don't think I have it anymore. I think I might have thrown it out. Oh, I don't even have my phone on me. I think it is just called Motocross. Um, but yeah, that was another game that looked really good and was not. 
But yeah, Dirt Tracks FX uses the Super FX chip by Acclaim. I totally forgot about that game. And that I thought that would be like the new the new Excite bike for the Super Nintendo. Motocross Championship. Yeah. Motocross Championship. Yeah, I had that behind the back look. Yeah, it looked it, I remember the the pictures and the, like when it came out in Game Informer. Yeah. And I thought I was like, well, man, this looks really good. And, then and you, it was like and out of four. And then you take off from a race and you just hear... <laughs> 12 frames per second. Everybody's jagging into one another. There was another one on Jack... No, speaking of Jack... There was another one on Jaguar that was like that too. Like a dirt bike game that looked awesome. And there was another one that moved at like 12 frames per second. <laughs> uh, we needed Road Rash to, uh, to save us. I know, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, there's a tutorial that you can learn, you know, more of the aspects of a game, but I just think, you know, even if we, even if I learned them, I don't know if it, if it would, this would still be my cup of tea, even if I was winning races, cause it just feels kind of, I hate to say it cause I, I really wanted to like this game. I feel like it's like a little bit of a chore to get through the races. Yeah. I mean, cause even if, I mean, even just, even going down like a straightaway, it still doesn't feel like you're in total control of the bike. No. It feels just like if you just kind of like nudge it or move it, you'll just slide and like fall off. I, I kind of wanted like, um, yeah, like somewhat like a mixture of like wave race and like beetle adventure racing, mm. uh, you know? And, and it, it totally is more... And I can understand them going more simulation route because there wasn't a whole lot of that on the 64. It was more arcade fun, you know, know, multiplayer. Now, now I kind of wonder how that... Uh, what was, uh, McGrath, uh, McGrath, the Super... Uh, I, might ha- I think I have it. Now I kind of wonder how that one plays. I remember... I'm th- pretty th- sure that I, was a claim. I remember thinking it was fun, but I don't know. You know, we'll have to... We'll have to see. I don't know. We'll have to try it out. I, I think I might have it down there. Look look behind you and just see if you see it over there. Okay. Right here. No, I'm not going to look through that. No. <laughs> right. Too many games. I'll look through it. You talk. No, we don't need to look through it right now. What's the point? Oh, there's Moto Racer World Tour. Who <laughs> knows? There's so many fucking dirt bike games. This Mo- is the Moto, era. Moto Racer World Tour. This is the era of extreme. It's got the Goodwill sticker still on it. This is when the ESPN X Games was popping. So, oh, did D- you, DSI. Did you notice the the extreme like era music in in Excitebike sixty four though? Uh, I don't know how extreme it was. It wasn't extremely good. I'll tell you that. Ah. Moto Racer World Tour DSI. Uh-huh. Infogrames. Everybody, we have we have Supercross 2000. He's in there for a dollar ninety nine from Savers. And that's probably about all it's worth. Yeah, I I can't I can't say that I remember too much other than it being just okay. But I don't know if it's more of a uh, simulation or more of an arcade version. Oh, it's EA Sports. Too? EA, yeah, yeah. Supercross series. Apparently, they had their own Supercross. Oh, Supercross two thousand. Yeah, the the other one, whatever Jeremy McGrath or whoever it was. Jeremy McGrath and Supercross oh, two thousand. You have Driver in here. Okay, well, <laughs> I guess we don't have Supercross two thousand. <laughs> At least it's a racing game. <laughs> With his Driver. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I never thought I'd say. Yo, wait, hold on, hold on, one minute. All right, so you got Moto Racer World Tour for PlayStation, right? Yeah. And then we have Supercross 2000 for PlayStation. Right. You want to know what the tagline for each of these games is? Yes. Okay, so Motocross 2000, 
Ride, race, and fly with style. Wait, wait, wait. That, that was Supercross. Is that what I said? You said motocross. Oh, Moto- Supercross motor- 2000. The, the, the tag race. Yeah. EA Sports, Supercross 2000. Ride, race, and fly with style. Okay. And now Motor Racer World Tour. Ride, race, and fly. No way. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> it's like the same exact tagline for, for two different games. <laughs> oh my god. It's hilarious. And they're two different companies? Yeah. This is what EA Sports and that one's Konami? DSI. Or uh oh Infograms. Yeah. That's funny. Jeez. Is Motor Racer in this one? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, at least that that was correct. <laughs> or maybe you mixed it up with your driver case. I don't but have, I don't I, even I don't, I don't have driver. I don't even think you ever opened this cuz when I opened it the sticker was still stuck to it. So. Was it? <laughs> yeah, like the the dollar 99 sticker. Oh, well, maybe I never opened it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, Actually, I'm sure Driver's better than Supercross 2000, if I was going to take a yeah. wild guess. So, uh, Excitebike 64 is $10 if, if you want to uh, pick it up. If you if you like simulation-style games, if you guys like Gran Turismo, and you really want a kind of like a technical racer, I would say definitely go go grab it. Yeah. You yeah. Know, it's right, it's going to be right up your alley. If you like arcade games, if you like... Wave Race 64, if you like um, Sega Rally Championship, if you like the original Excite Bike. Yeah, there's a learning curve I, to it. Yeah, you're going to have to put some time in and be dedicated to it. Other than that, I, I would say no if, if you're that kind of gamer. Um, I'm going to have to say no, for me at least. Yeah, unfortunately. Unfortunately, I really. Like, I'm, 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 I'm more disappointed. Of a, I really wanted to like I'm this one. Mario Kart. Road rash cruising kind of racing, you know. Which is that's the, the kind of stuff I, I I like to play. Right, right. Like a racing game, I just want to like I just want to be able to control and, and just go. Right. I don't want to have to learn like downshift, <laughs> downshift, upshift, like in those kind of games. No. You, you mean like a, like a, like a man- well, even like a manual shift is fine if if the if the steering is is easy yeah. to do. You know, that's like like um like like Daytona USA or you know one, yeah. one of those games it's yeah you can have a manual and you almost can use that to, to power No, I know, but I'm just, you know, I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah, so I mean it's I'm just, I'm, I just I'm along go. the same I'm along the same. I mean Daytona USA is my that Mario Kart, those are, you know. Which I'm sure majority of people love. Sega Excite Rally Bikes. Championship. I mean, I I wanted to like it. I really wanted Yeah. To like me too. It. Me too. I I really really wanted to like this game and it just I mean, especially considering that the magazines gave it the scores that they did. I mean, nine point seven from IGN. I know that makes nine it. from e- EG, uh, 9. EGM. Nine point seven from who? IGN. IGN. The, the, that's, the website. That's bas- I know. I'm just like that's basically like a flawless game. It's almost like a perfect perfect <laughs> game. <laughs> that's like Zelda sixty four. Yeah. It, I remember that got ten. So like we're talking about almost like a perfect flawless game. I mean, I, I mean, would I, I would give it more of like I think Gamespot with like the eight point eight <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I'm gonna have to give it a solid seven. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's hard for me to give it a score because it's not my cu- my cup of tea. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just I'm really upset that I didn't I didn't like it more than I did because it's. I mean, got, I know because I wanted to play it. <laughs> and when you think about like the 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 team that made it, I mean, they made Kobe Bryant basketball courtside, and they made Slam and Jam. So you you think that they're they've got more of a arcade kind ar- of style, ar- yeah, ar- arcade, a pick up and play, yeah, and it. And unless unless I'm missing something and you're missing something, um, I don't know. know, man. So it's uh, yeah. So I, you know, I guess that was. I mean, I'm I'm going to say that was kind of the thing with like the dirt bike games around then. They were more simulation than arcade. 
back at that point. Yeah. And I feel like people were like really into that, into that more simulation style of like the dirt bike games. Yeah. Because I feel like Supercross, I feel like these two games are probably along those lines too. Yeah. Um. I, you know, I think in this era, um, I'm if I got to think about a dirt bike game that's my favorite, it's got to be, it's got to be Manx TT. And that, and I, that that's not well, that's not even dirt bikes though. They're they're, they're, they're road bikes. Hmm. But it's it's like it's like a, like a MotoGP like you know yeah kind of kind of race you know so and that's not I mean that's a, that game's like a like a seven and a half and an eight you know maybe yeah and um you know good game but and, and that's be road rash any day <laughs> yeah road I think road rash is if you're talking about just a bike with two wheels. Yeah, Either that a paperboy. <laughs> a paperboy racer. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Well, thank you so much for for joining us here on uh, this episode nine. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, again, if you guys have any suggestions for games that you want to see, uh, email us at the Turbo Duo at uh, gmail dot com. We're on Instagram at the Turbo Duo and Facebook at the Turbo Duo. Um, Trent, anything else uh, for us before we sign off here? think we got it about covered yeah. you know we got our U- the youtube which you may may or may not be watching right now right we're uh starting with episode eight we actually have video accompanying the podcast so if you hear anything that sounds like that sounds like they're doing something or talking to some camera that's because we are so um a little bit more interactive we're going to splash up some uh, gameplay footage as well and, and uh, references that we're talking about so it's a little bit more uh, a little bit more media for your eyes when uh, when you see it on YouTube, if you can can consume it that way. If not, the um, you know podcast services are great too. We're on iTunes, uh, Spotify now. Yes, we are on uh, Spotify now, as of a few weeks ago. Yeah. So if that's a easier format to you than using like iTunes or Podbean or however, we are on Spotify. Yeah. And with that, we will leave you guys. Enjoy the rest of your day, however you have it. Be safe, be happy, be healthy, and as always, keep it retro. And stay hard.